Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Married and Debt Free, of course. And I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we are excited because we have two very special guests on the pod today. We have Darius and Courtney Petway from Petway Estates. Estates. And they are <laughs> they are real estate investors and also educators, you know. So we're gonna learn some things from them today. We get a lot of questions uh, from people about real estate. People are very intrigued by that. So we are super excited to have you both on the show. And they run a full service real estate solution company in Louisville and throughout Kentucky. I found them on Instagram and their content was so, so dope. And their following has just been growing. So uh, we're just glad that they took the time to sit down with us. So Darius, Courtney, how are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you for the kind words. Man. Oh, man. Absolutely. Just <laughs> glad to inspire people along the way, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You, you guys are definitely doing that. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit uh, about yourselves? Uh, I am from good old Alabama, Roll Tide. Um, I actually met Courtney uh, at Auburn University. Oh, War Eagle, right? Yeah, I was like in the, in the closet, Bama fan. Um, <laughs> Quick short story uh, when I was when Auburn was kind of courting me on the athletic side. Uh, I went there on scholarship on the academic side though. But when they were courting me on the athletic side, I was smart enough to go to a basketball game. But they were playing Alabama. I began to root for Alabama pretty loudly, and I felt felt like wet droplets on the back of my neck. And so I didn't know what it was. To be honest, I felt this wet these wet this wet stuff on the back of my neck. And uh, I begin to grab whatever it is, and uh, it's like a bunch of gum. <laughs> and so uh, I turn around thinking, like, I'm, you know, I'm 6'4", I can rectify this. Um, and then I turn around to an entire student section <laughs> who are all, like, looking at me like, don't do what you're doing. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My name is Courtney Petway. I am um, a military brat. I was born and for the most part raised in San Antonio, Texas, but I've lived a couple of different places. I went to Europe, lived there. I lived in Germany. Then we moved to Alabama, which is where I met him. In high school, we played basketball for rival high school teams. And um, we didn't talk, but we knew of each other. Um, and then we had our first conversation in college. Um, it was funny because we didn't like each other in college. 
college. You didn't like me because she was racially profiling me. I was not racially pro racially profiled. That's not the term. Colorism. I had no. I'm dark no, skin. No, 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 no. I had just got I had gotten out of another relationship. And uh, I just kind of have like this independent woman feminist thing. I don't right. need no man. No, 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 no. I just, I just, I um, I just wasn't thinking about him for real on that level. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight years later. And you said you've been married for. Been married for five years. Five years. That's awesome. So can you tell us about um, how you ventured into real estate? How did that come about? <laughs> really? So when I moved to Louisville, like I spent a lot of time um, in Alabama at my, during my undergrad, just building up connects, um, meeting different uh, politicians, uh, owners of companies, trying to just, you know, make connections and build rapport because I knew that I'd be graduating soon. But when I moved to Louisville, I didn't know anyone. So uh, I started, I was working as a dishwasher and working at UPS. I had two jobs, um, dishwasher at BJ's Brewhouse. And then from there, um, just trying to figure out a way to uh, build well and be able to pass it down to my children. Um, at the time, I didn't have any kids, but I knew that I aspired to be a father. And so just praying for months and months. And I remember walking outside our apartment complex at the time in Shelby Park. Shout out to Shelby Park. Uh, there was a house right to the left, I believe, and it was dilapidated. And I could tell that uh, no one was in it. And so I began to think to myself, how can I own this house? And uh, long story short, I began to talk to her about it. And then <laughs> I'll let her pick up. And I didn't want to <laughs> when he first introduced um, the idea of real estate to me, like I said, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, when I moved here, I had just graduated from Troy University with my graduate degree, um, and I was pursuing HR. Ultimately, wanted to be, you know, HR director. That's kind of like my niche. I'm a, I consider myself a pretty good planner, organizer. I do well with admin stuff, and so I knew, okay, I could really do well at this. Um, and so I worked at Uovell Hospital um, in the HR department. And so I had a coworker who happened to be a landlord. Um, and every day she had some type of horror story <laughs> regarding <laughs> real estate. Tenants weren't paying, um, stuff breaking, just something bad. I don't even think she had one positive thing to say about her experience so mind you this was my introduction really to real estate before he even came along so when he told me hey we should look into this I'm like absolutely not <laughs> I don't want to go through what she's going through you know I don't have time for it we were getting we were we had discussed finances and stuff before we got married so we were on the same page you know our budget was good we were doing we were doing okay we were getting by, you know, didn't look like financial freedom. You know, we were probably going to retire when we were 60 plus or whatever, 59 and a half. But in my head, we were, you know, doing okay. Why mess it up? Um, and so long story short, after, you know, he continued to pray about it and 
you know, just continue to look into it. We went to some local real estate seminars or whatnot and just took the time to educate ourselves. And then after hearing people and their, and people who were successful at it, <laughs> I like my eyes dotted, T's crossed, I'm a planner. So I want to know the result. And I know that could be a weakness of mine um, sometimes, whereas I have strengths that he doesn't, doesn't have as far as, you know, um, sometimes I'm, I, I guess I would consider better attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of where we balance out where I can stay stagnant and he's ready to go while he's going. I'm helping him plan out the steps. Oh. <laughs> plan out the steps. Like, well, first of all, we need to eat. <laughs> we gotta eat. I'm like, yeah. He's like, we gotta eat. We'll figure it out. I'm like, no, we need to eat. <laughs> so this is how we're gonna, you know, go about doing this. And so that's kind of how we got started. That's awesome. So did you ever get get that first house that you were looking at or did that just kind of spark the conversation? That sparked the conversation mm-hmm. and ironically like last week was it? Mm-hmm. Two weeks that ago. That very house came back popped back up and mm-hmm. someone was trying to sell it to us. Almost three years later. Three years <laughs> later for like a lot more. Yeah. And we were like nah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, we did. We never uh, went forward with that. Gotcha. It's funny why why you all were telling your uh, origin story. Um, I'm laughing because we're very similar in that. Like Shira is more of the detail oriented. Okay, I have I have to write it out, and I'm like, let's just do it. We're gonna figure it out, you know. <laughs> no, but you have to give me some credit because real estate was my idea. It was. We have was. two properties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now, Courtney, you mentioned when you were, your first experience was like somebody telling you, hey, it's going to be hard. I, you know, the horror story side of it. And then you guys started, you know, getting, going into, uh, R, you know, REI meetings and stuff like that and learn, you know, the positive side. Now, did you all ever have a mentor or did you kind of, were you self-taught uh, in the real estate game? We had mentors, no. not not a one-on-one uh, mentor initially. Gotcha. We didn't have a one-on-one mentor and we should have because we, we could have avoided a lot of the mistakes that we made that Hard first break. year. Um, but we had people we could, you know, call and ask, but we still, we didn't have that relationship. We just knew, okay, this person's successful. I have a question. But yeah, if we had a mentor that could have like kind of held our hand, I think we could have avoided a lot more. We avoided a lot just by taking the time to educate ourselves first, but we definitely could have avoided a lot more. Uh, I think that's awesome that you guys, uh, you know, self-educated and, and we're persistent in that you know even without having a mentor i think a lot of times people are like i need somebody to hold my hand you know and and yeah that would there would be benefit to that but if you if you don't have that you know you shouldn't let that kill your aspirations so i think that's dope that you guys did what you did absolutely okay so in terms of real estate talk mm-hmm. to us more about the type of investing or the type of um, solutions that you offer to folks um we offer pretty much anything um kind of like how you introduced a, a full service real estate solutions, solutions company, company. Yeah. and so people think amazon you can pretty much find anything 
you need at Amazon. And that's kind of what we desire to be. Um, we offer pretty much everything and we're in the process even of getting um, our real estate license. Um, and so to offer another service and then just a disclaimer, you don't have to have a license to invest in real estate. So for people who are listening, we've been investing for three years and don't have a license, but it's still a nice to have, just not a requirement. So if someone comes to us and they want to sell their house, um, we're looking, depending on the numbers and things at hand really just depends on how we move. Really. It's a case by case, um, basis. We may, buy it for ourselves and flip it um, and sell. We may buy it for ourselves, rent it out to someone. Um, we may buy it for ourselves, hold for a vacation rental. We might buy it for ourselves and sell it to another investor, which you know, is called wholesaling. Um, or we might not be the person for them. And so the reason, um, or, or we might not be able to buy it at the price they want, but we can sell it to a retail client. Um, and we're also getting into the construction space and doing remodels for other clients. So that's when we say full service, like we want to be everything. Come to us, regardless of what your need is, we can help. Yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and I will say that, you know, we spent some time on your IG and you guys have done just some beautiful transformations. Man. Just beautiful. I'm like, are they, they're not on HDTV? <laughs> right. Maybe they'll call because I mean, it's just beautiful. Just wonderful transformations. Just awesome. So you guys do what you do in excellence. And mm -hmm. that that's the impression that, that I've received. Right. Thank you, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah. That's encouraging. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's funny. We went by our second. Was it our second renovation? And we could see our own growth, like gotcha. from our second flip to now. Mm -hmm. it, it was like, oh man, you know, someone bought this from us. <laughs> like, it was good, but it wasn't like what where we are now. And I had, and I and I'm pretty sure five years from now we'll be even better. Gotcha. So it, it's cool to kind of see even our growth when we go back to some of our old projects. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, now the question I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know is, well, I have a couple, but here's my first one. With the current situation that we're in, with the pandemic situation, how has that affected you all's real estate business? And how do you see it affecting it in the future going forward? I'll answer the first part of that. So um, even during this pandemic, we've been able to get two houses under contract during the actual, you know, pandemic. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what Shira was asking initially. What is our approach? Our approach, regardless of the situation, is really to buy as low as possible. Uh, people use a MAO formula, formula, sorry, a maximum allowable offer. We go beyond that. We go low as possible. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, and I feel like if that seller is scratching their head at you, then you probably are too high. Do mm -hmm. is in times like this, they still be able to not only sell your house, 
profit. Sell your house and make a profit. Not only are you making a profit, but the investors who are making, I'm sorry, the investors who are working with you on your particular projects, because we have two different projects that are under uh, contract, they're making money. And so just think about this, guys. How much more do our private investors trust us when their investments are able to yield a return during a pandemic? Like how much more will they say, hey, you know, they must be doing their homework because if they can sell a house now, you know, I I, I trust them a few months from now. Right. Right. And so um, to 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 better answer your question initially, Shira, uh, to buy as low as possible and to sell at a conservative rate, because uh, you never know. You never know, uh, Marcus. You never know. when stuff like this pops up. So, yeah. yeah. We, we always preach, and you may have heard us say it before, especially if you follow us. Um, you make money when you buy, and you'll hear that even in stocks. You make money and buy. I mean, that's just a universal principle of investing, real estate or not, is to buy as low as possible. Because what that allows you to do, you leave enough margin for not just profit, but for error. So, for example, when Rona came, we couldn't sell it as much as we originally thought. We had to drop price. Right. Could you have imagined if we bought too high and had to drop price? And so that's just a common principle that people need to stick with them. Um, and then in the future, the reason why you know your one percenters, majority of them, although they, although they have a diverse portfolio, majority of them own some form of real estate because regardless of a pandemic or not, people always need a place to lay their head. Peep housing is not going anywhere. You know, as long as people need to sleep somewhere, it's going to be here. And so that's one of the reasons why we're confident. And then, you know, no one can predict how this is going to end. Um, but if you continue to use this opportunity to buy, just like the stock market, we saw, you know, prices drop drastically and people were buying. You know, it was a good time to buy. You know, eventually, if this continues, hopefully it doesn't, um, there's a possibility housing will do the same. And this is the perfect time to educate yourself so you can take advantage of low priced homes because it's more than likely potentially coming. Can't say for sure, but it's a possibility. I'm going to chase a rabbit trail right quick. This is where just being like personal discipline helps Mm -hmm. because in a situation like this, Companies like yourself, couples like yourself, mm-hmm. uh, what you guys stand for, like just discipline, have setting budgets, it really helps. Mm-hmm. Because when you have budgets and things of that nature, you've been disciplined, you can swoop up thousands <laughs> of dollars of stock right. during a famine simply because you've been disciplined the entire way. Prepare mm-hmm. for seasons like this. Right. And so, you know, what you guys are all about, budgeting, you know, s- sticking to your income, living below your means, trying to get out of debt. Um, those are principles that we even had to have before real estate was even thought. Because if you don't even have those basic fundamentals, you're not even ready to invest. You know, people who want to invest, they can't because they're worried right now just how to put food on the table, you know, and it makes sense. We don't advise you to go buy Apple when you can't, you know, get groceries. But, you know, this is why it's so important to implement what you guys teach um, so you can take advantage of these opportunities when they come. Y'all dropping some some knowledge. Yes. (laughs) How do you guys manage the business and the marriage side because 
you know, sometimes me and Shy, we, you know, we, we be bumping heads, you know, but uh, it's all love. But how do you guys manage both? And is, is that is that difficult? I see Darius laughing. <laughs> oh when I say things, they no, go. No, no. When I say things, Mm-mm. listen, that's he already, it. He already knows. When I say what I not, say, I is, say what I said. That is not even And true. that is it. He already knows. <laughs> he already knows. <laughs> no. uh, in reality, um, just scripture comes to mind. A prerequisite for a uh, a man uh, that God looks down on and smiles at is a man who values his family, his mm-hmm. wife. Um, so my my family will always be my first ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I desire to pastor. Even when I'm pastoring, my family is still my first ministry. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's so important uh, because... You asked a really good question. Business can literally consume you, right? And so, uh, just early today, Courtney texts me. I'm, I'm leaving the house. He texts me an entire another list of things to do. I'm like, she calls me, and I'm like, why didn't you text me that while I was at the house, sweetheart? I didn't say it that kindly, to be honest. <laughs> but even when I got home, I have to simply suck it up and and say, you know what, that that's a moment for myself to grow because at that at that moment, I wanted to be impatient. You know, I wanted to uh, when I walked in the door, I wanted to flare out in frustration. What? How in the world am I going to be downtown for three hours? And it's very important to me that whether it's um, whether it's business whether it's dealing with extended family, uh, whatever, whoever, uh, your marriage, your, your family, uh, really that relational aspect really comes first. And, um, you know, we don't ever try to paint a picture like, you know, we agree 100% on everything. Um, marriage is work in itself. And then, of course, when you're business partners and you're two totally different people with two totally different, you know, thought ways that you process things. We, I told you at the beginning, you know, he's a visionary. I'm a planner. So automatically that can create, that can create tension. And so you have to, our faith really is the foundation of who we are and it trickles even into our business. So the same way we would talk about issues that are not business related, we have to be mindful to take those same issues even into the business. So we disagree with something. Okay. We're going to table it for right now, especially if, you know, tensions are high and I think I'm right. And then he thinks he's right at the end of the day you got to come to a solution um and then even having kids now you know it's a totally different (laughs) ball game but at the end of the day our family does come first we set boundaries and we just that that is first and that's also our why you know we do we're doing real estate because it's just simply the vehicle that will allow us to continue to pursue things that we're passionate about outside of real estate that's really all it is. It's not our purpose. Our purpose is not real estate investors. That's just what we do. And what we're doing is allowing us to achieve that greater purpose. And so when you have that uh, thought process in mind, it helps you keep everything in perspective. Hopefully that makes sense. Absolutely. That's good stuff. You touched on some of the you know, roadblocks that you had early on. Can you go into detail maybe uh, about some of the the things that you came against 
you know, when you first started real, real estate investing, like some of the growing pains? Again, we took our time to educate ourselves, but you're still human and you're still going to make mistakes. You're not going to know everything. You're going to screw up. And so I would say our first year, we learned a lot. We, we also, I think, uh, a disadvantage to us a little bit is because we've only been in Louisville since 2015. We started investing in 2017. So we weren't really familiar with our markets that that much. And that played, that's such an important role. And we had a realtor, lover, no shade to her at all. But in hindsight, she was, she was a new realtor too. So you got a new realtor, <laughs> new investors in a market, neither one of us are really familiar about. So like your numbers can be skewed when you're buying property. So if you think you can sell for X amount, but you really find out, you know, you can't sell it for the X amount, but it's too late because you've already bought the property. Like that, that can, that, and it did. Um, our first house, um, we thought we could sell for, what is it, like 240? We thought we could sell it for like 240, um, which is like the average um, home price in our market. And uh, long story short, we bought the property, it was like a little over 100. Mistake number one was too high <laughs> in hindsight. Um, we put a little bit over 70, yeah. 70 in that property, 70,000. Um, and we were hoping to make, you know, a quick 30 to $35,000 profit, you know, after five to six months. We didn't sell it for 240. <laughs> we sold <laughs> it for like, I don't, I don't know. I just know I, it was somewhere. It was in the lower twos. Thirty to thirty-five thousand. We ended up barely making eight. Now we made money, great. But when you take almost eight to nine months and the emotional stress and the mental stress that we went through with this one house to only make eight, you're like, we did all this for eight thousand dollars. But it was such a great learning lesson um we didn't buy low enough but we still bought somewhat low to make even some money um and that was a jv too and that was a jv for what people people don't know what a jv is who's listening to joint venture so one of the pros to this is somehow we were able to convince a couple out in california who we still have not physically met in person to this day they loaned us one hundred and seventy thousand dollars here (laughs) wired the the money they covered all costs purchase rehab closing costs like everything um so somehow new two new we were only what 26 27 at the time something like that 26 27 two young black kids never invested in real estate a day in their life and they're like here's $170,000 to go (laughs) with this house and so part of a JV is you also split the profits um so we split 50 50 so really at the end of everything when we got ready to sell it was a little over 16 and we split it so we got eight they got eight um we were just glad they got their money back they made some profit and it was a learning lesson and one of the houses we're about to sell they also invested with us this is their third time investing with us so even with all the mistakes (laughs) we still made some money and we still have investors who partner with us to this day um and we've learned so much from that and just shows you that experience education is great but getting your feet dirty and your hands dirty um, will also be a better teacher and show you what not to do in the future. 
There's so many That's good. Yeah. <laughs> to encourage yeah, your listeners, really anything you do, you do. I remember, you know, dealing with uh, the contract that we initially started that project with. It's like I was literally pulling teeth to get him to finish stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ghosted on us. Mm-hmm. Ah, like the amount of stress I'm under, because mm-hmm. all she's doing, she's <laughs> <laughs> she's like spazzing. And you can't have two this is people, the planner, remember? <laughs> you can't have two people like wilding. You right. have to. You gotta be like, it's gonna be okay. Although you don't know how, right? <laughs> and so, like, just, just, I don't even know how we made it through that period. Prayer. <laughs> like, yeah, prayer. But it's like just continuing to get up the next morning, go back to that property. You know, next step after next step. Even when he ghosted uh, on us, he left us uh, uh, doing footwork. I remember. Initially thought I was crazy. Like uh, we were driving down one street, and I would I jumped out the car, and I because I saw somebody working on the house, and I asked, I said, "Who's the general manager here?" Like I'm sorry, who's your general contractor here? (laughs) And I got his contact. Ironically, that happened a few weeks before uh, the contractor that we were with uh, left us, and so I ended up calling him. He took on the project. Wow. We ended up finishing with him, but that would have never happened if we hadn't been doing the legwork necessary. Because also part of it too was you, when you're investing in houses and you're shopping around for bids, right? And before you actually get the money to fund your project, you're submitting the bid. So the money we received to rehab was based on the bid the previous contractor gave us. Mm-hmm. So when he ups and leaves, you have to find a contractor who will finish for the same price. So imagine me, the planner, going through all of this. And I told you a little bit about our story and how I didn't want any parts in the beginning. So I'm like, I told you we shouldn't have heard it. <laughs> this, this is why I didn't want to go to real estate. We finna just lose all our money and all just, I was bazzing out, I really was. And then, you know, it ended up working out. But it was just a great learning experience. Her she's, she's she's gotten a, a lot, a lot better. better. She doesn't spaz as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta get in there, roll up your sleeves, yeah. figure stuff out. And that's entrepreneurship. Really, I feel like a lot of the stuff we're talking about, even though it's specific to our, you know, real estate, because that's what we do, that really applies to whatever you're doing. If you're an entrepreneur, you're gonna have hills and valleys. You're gonna have times where it's going great, and then you're gonna have times like, oh my goodness, what? did I get myself into? <laughs> right. And you have to be consistent and persistent. Um, the one percenters, they wouldn't be the one percent if they quit every time something gets hard. And I'm preaching to myself while I'm saying this because next week something might happen Jeez. and I might be fasting out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't even, I ain't even lie. <laughs> but um, it's just, you got to have a, a persist, and it helps when you have a partner, you know, because when one is spazzing out, the other one's like, you know, where's your faith? We got right. this. We're going to find a solution. We may not have a solution today, but we're going to find a solution. Right. That's good stuff. I heard somebody, I, I forgot where I heard, they say, you know, we think of L's as losses, but really they're learning, you know, situations. So somebody, you got to take that L, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's dope. That's really good stuff. Just so so much great advice. Yeah. And we're soaking it in and we know that our listeners are as well. So uh, one of the questions that we wanted to ask you is, is what's next for you all? To grow yeah. and to scale. Um, what we do want to do is to acquire um, more rentals. We have a multi-unit right now. Um, and the reason why we flip a lot and we're not uh, we're not opposed for, to people going into debt to grow their money. Now, if you're trying to go into debt, you know, because you saw that flash screen, hair <laughs> shoes, or something like that, no. But if you know what you're doing, you've educated yourself, and you're taking on debt to. And I'm sorry if this is totally opposite. It's, it's not. Yeah, we're married and debt free, and I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, should we be saying this? If you're using debt and leveraging it to grow your money, that is how we feel you should use it. But I will say this. It should not be something that you do forever. If It's a good starting point. You know, for example, honestly, if we didn't have those partners, because even though we didn't have to go through a traditional bank, it's still debt at the end of the day. They gave us a loan. We have to pay it back. Right. Um, without some type of leverage, we probably wouldn't have been able to ever invest in real estate really just being honest you know we're not trust fund babies uh, yeah, I, don't have, I don't have a pension <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have rich parents um so that was our situation but what you do is you leverage to flip or wholesale or rent or whatever and when you get those profits instead of blowing it all on vacation and trying to stunt for their gram you <laughs> you reinvest it into your business you invest and you grow your money and then eventually you'll be at that point where you, you could probably start buying properties cash we got a property under contract the other day for people who don't believe you can get cheap properties for fifteen thousand dollars just wisdom. <laughs> Just wisdom. There's properties um, here you can get for five. You go to auction. Some people have gotten them for low as like a hundred dollars. Like if you if you educate yourself, you can find cheap properties, um, and you can leverage that cash to get portfolio to you know build your rental portfolio or at least have a significant down payment where your mortgage isn't that big and you can own a property free and clear in five to ten years if you know what you're doing so our kind of strategy is we flip stack capital reinvest grow our portfolio repeat you broke down exactly what i've been preaching to our listeners recently because we we, we feel like we like we always say there's levels to this and the initial level pay off your consumer debt and everything but then you know you want to at some point leave the consumerism and move into capitalism you know what i'm saying <laughs> hey. i like how you said it yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. i'm about to take that back that's, you consumer, that's a that's a good tweet yeah. <laughs> we're gonna retweet you today <laughs> Leave consumerism and what do you say? Get into capitalism. Start dabbling in capitalism. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. It's awesome. Now, how can our listeners get in touch with you? We know you're you're uh, doing education and, and different things like that. So, for those who want to uh, patronize, you know what you guys are doing. How can they reach you? We're on uh, all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. Uh, yeah, you can also visit our website, Petway Estates. Well, you also can visit our Petway Toolbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can. We, we're pretty active. Google us. Uh, <laughs> we're pretty active with social media, and we try to respond as much as possible. 
So yeah, if you want to reach out to us that way, um, we'd love to hear from you. I want to do uh, Petway Estates, um, pretty much for people who actually want to like partner with us, whether you're, you want to invest with us, if you want to buy a house, if you're an investor in Cali, where, you know, sometimes house prices are like crazy. I think I was on Zillow the other day and they wanted like $800,000 for like a thousand square foot home. I was like, what? <laughs> But if you're if you're looking to invest, but your market might not be investor friendly, you can also join our list, and we will always shoot people you know homes you can invest in. Your money will stretch a lot <laughs> farther here. Now, if you are wanting to learn how to do what we do, Petway Toolbox is again where you should go. Petway with two T's, and we have free resources, pretty much where you can learn what we do from A to Z and get your foot in the door. That's great. Well, that's awesome. And <laughs> let me tell you, you two are a beautiful couple. They have a beautiful baby that I've been looking at this whole time. <laughs> I know the listeners can't oh. see, but I'm like, I might need to have another one. <laughs> Just adorable. <laughs> Just adorable. <laughs> How many do y'all have? How many do y'all have? We have two. two. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. We wanted, what did you tell me when we first started dating? I wanted it. Like, he said 11. Ooh. She, we agreed to five, though. Oh, <laughs> oh she agreed to five. <laughs> Man, we, we appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down with us. And, you know, we had a blast. And like I always say, every time we interview somebody, it, it's never a regret. I'm always, I always leave the call like, man, that was so inspired. dope and inspiring. So yeah. thank you, guys. We really appreciate you taking the time. And y'all stay safe. Thank yeah, you. Y'all thank do the you, same. Thank y'all are so kind. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this podcast episode. And we're going to talk to you later. Peace. Perfect. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later. <laughs>